Grace and peace are yours from God, our Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text this morning is from the book of Acts, chapter 5. And through the hands of the apostles, many signs and wonders were done among the people. And they were all with one accord in Solomon's porch, yet none of the rest dared join them. But the people esteemed them highly. And believers were increasingly added to the Lord, multitudes of both men and women, so that they brought the sick out into the streets and laid them on beds and couches, that at least the shadow of Peter passing by might fall on some of them. Also, a multitude gathered from the surrounding cities to Jerusalem, bringing sick people and those who were tormented by unclean spirits, and they were all healed. These are your words, Heavenly Father. Sanctify us by your truth. Your word is truth. Amen. You may be seated. Dear fellow redeemed in Christ, diseases and injuries advertise death. Diseases attack part of our body, making that part unable to function as it should. Some diseases maybe even help to breathe. Regardless of their severity, diseases bring consequences. And one day we will face the time when our body can no longer go on. We will die. That is not how Adam and Eve were created. They were created to live. They were very good. No disease, no death. The great liar, that serpent of old, Satan, lied to them about a better way to live. They believed the lie, and they fell, bringing death to themselves and to all of you. We regularly confess, I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. Part of that confession is explained in the words of the small catechism, I believe that God has made me and all creatures, that he has given me my body and soul, eyes, ears, my reason and all my senses and still preserves them, that he richly and daily provides me with food and clothing, home and family, property and goods and all that I need to support this body and life, that he protects me from all danger, guards and keeps me from all evil. God blesses us with all these things, yet injury and disease still afflict us, our loved ones, our neighbors. Jesus, the Son of God, who took on our human flesh and blood, knows this. Much of his ministry involved healing people brought to him with afflictions. To the man born blind that we meet in John chapter 8, Jesus gave sight. To the paralytic brought to Jesus by his friends, Jesus said, take up your bed and walk, and he did. To the deaf man, Jesus returned the gift of hearing. And beyond these, there was a little girl, a young man, and someone named Lazarus. They were all dead, 
And to whom Jesus then said, Arise. And they did. Resurrection came to them because Jesus is resurrection and life. Still, after Jesus' own death and resurrection from the dead on the third day, humanity remains besieged by diseases and injuries. In the days following Jesus' ascension into heaven, his apostles were sent to preach the gospel, to preach Jesus and the forgiveness of sins in his name. In those days, miracles accompanied the apostles' preaching. Here in Acts chapter 5, we're told that many went to these messengers of Jesus, the apostles. They came from the surrounding cities of, to Jerusalem, bringing sick people and those who were tormented by unclean spirits, and they were all healed. God, God provided relief for many in these days as they gathered around his word. But not all diseases of the world were erased at that time. Not all injuries were healed. We still live with the consequences of sin in our bodies. We still feel the advertisements for death, often regardless of our age, but certainly as we get older, our bodies are more susceptible to the erosion that life causes. What do we do with these truths? With the God who created us out of love, with the fact that he has given me my body and soul, my eyes, ears, and all my members, and yet with the truth that we are still affected by illness and accidents and mortality. We learn to trust God's promises of the forgiveness of sins and the consequent life everlasting. But right here is where the friction occurs, the friction between God's promises and our current condition in life. Jesus did address all diseases and injuries of all time. He did so when he went to the cross with all our sin and all its consequences, especially death, and he rose from the grave alive, showing that death has no hold on him. And as he goes, so go all of you. In Christ, you shall be made alive. The promise of Psalm 103 was fulfilled in Jesus' life, death, and resurrection. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget, forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. But we don't see it yet. And that is why we live by faith. We trust what God has done for us. We trust that his promises are not empty or mere wishful thinking, but they are true, true for each and every one of you. Faith is trusting what we yet cannot see, but because of who it is that promises, who it is that worked our rescue, we have confidence. The Son of God, Jesus Christ, works for you. Our faith is placed in that one who will not fail us, that one who does not let us down, that one who will never abandon us no matter our disease, no matter our injury. That is God's promise for you. This world looks at such faith as foolish and a waste of time, holding Jesus, his word, his apostles, and his believers with scorn and ridicule. So be it. 
It is nothing new for God's sons and daughters. But know this. God's promises are sure, and he means you when he says, Come unto me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Sins forgiven, burdens carried by Jesus, and eternal life waiting for you through faith in this Jesus. Believe it. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen.